We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those slung dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you. Welcome to the Making Queer History Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to us. Yes, I am Laura, the founder and head writer of Making Queer History. And I am Will. I am here to pet cats and drink tea. And And also the co-host of the podcast. (laughs) Will's written a couple articles for us. Just one. Oh yeah, just one. And we talked about it last month. We did. We talked about my my historical fave. My, My bae. My... No, I can't make a pun on that. Bjorn, Bjorn son? Bjorn Stjern or Bjorn son. Oh. Already we're learning new things. Um, and that's what we do on this podcast. We talk about people, queer people from history and queer events from history. And we look at it through the light of the present and how it affects our present and future. Which is cool. It's uh, for any of you who are new to it, we run a project by queer people, for queer people, and about queer people. Exactly. And we have a Tumblr, makingqueerhistory.tumblr.com, a Facebook, Making Queer History on Facebook, a website, www.makingqueerhistory, uh, Instagram, which has been super active lately, you also should, Making Queer History. You should follow it and check our stories, because we, Laura puts up a lot of cool content about, like, our everyday business, and it's pretty cool. And you get to see a lot of queer creators, because I'm constantly on the search for queer creators. So anytime I see one just in passing, I just add it to the story. And it's always good to, to find new queer creators and reach out to them. If you're a queer creator, reach out to us. Maybe we'll give you a shout out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And email. we have quite a few people looking at us right now. We do. Oh, yes. And you can email us at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com. One day Will's going to remember that one. I No, never. Also, we have a Patreon. That's how this is funded. This is how we keep going. That's how we bought this beautiful microphone we are speaking on right now. So the fact that you're not hearing it with a phone microphone is all thanks to our lovely, lovely patrons. Exactly. It's also how uh, we got Laura on your laptop. Mm -hmm. So that also happened because of Patreon. And just to to clarify, my uh, old laptop could not be unplugged. So it was less a laptop and more of a desktop. Yes. You could still have it on your lap, though. I could technically have it on my lap, so I guess I'm wrong. But you couldn't bring it places. No, I could not. So it wasn't a... Wait, isn't... No, PC short for personal. I was like, isn't it short for portable? But never mind. No, I'm sorry. I don't know about, enough about laptops to say yes or no. That's that's cool. But either way, I have a new laptop, and that means I can bring better and more exciting and quicker content. And also more aesthetic. You can take it to coffee shops and sit right. It like is. Like the writer you are. It is very exciting to bring it to coffee shops. Thinking of that, there's some great coffee shops around Edmonton that we've been going to. Some of them like Queer Run, including The Nook. So if you're around Edmonton parts, check out a Queer Run cafe at The Nook. Definitely check out The Nook. It's, um... it's full of queers. Perfect. That's how I want all my coffee shops. Full of queers? Yes. Same. <laughs> That's what, how I want all my businesses, including grocery stores. Yeah. Laundromats. Yeah. That's real. Everything. That's real. I think also, if you're still in the Edmonton area after checking out the Nook, I think there's also the uh, the Gamers Lodge, I believe, is also Queer Run. Really? Oh, yeah, I you're right. So. You're right. Okay. 
Uh, they also have gamers things. Yeah. Where I'm not sure if that pun works that well in oral version. But I love it. Thank you. Uh, on Sundays, I believe they have like LGBTQ get togethers where you can come meet all your queer peers and hang out and have coffee. And also, they have the best grilled cheese sandwich. The best grilled cheese sandwich. So now that we've given you our queer recommendations for Edmonton, which of course there'll be more because Edmonton has some really cool queer places. It does, like the Pride Center. The Pride Center. How did we not? (laughs) We can't get too deep into a rant about the amazing places in Edmonton, but we'll talk about the Pride Center one day and probably it'll be brought up in a lot of our anecdotes because I hang out there a lot. Yeah. But back to what we were talking about. Yes. Uh, our project that exists that we need funding for, by the way, pretty desperately. Uh, the holidays are coming up, so a lot of the rewards can be given as gifts, so you should definitely check that out and, you know, maybe become a patron for yourself and then just give the reward to a queer friend. Or, you know, you become a patron for someone else so that they can, you know, get the reward and the nice warm feeling inside that, you know, they, they've supported a queer business. And that is a great feeling. And also, it's a great feeling for us, too. Because that means we get to stay in our apartment through Christmas. That'd be super. That would be amazing. Don't you just love it when you have an apartment and you can keep it? Yeah. Not be homeless during Christmas. That'd be perfect. That'd be lovely. And yeah, give us... You can also consider this a Christmas present to us. Yes. Just, yeah. If you want to give us a Christmas present, become a Patreon. And if you can't become a patron, that's completely fine. We also have the option of one-time donations. You don't get as many rewards as one-time donations, but if you check any of our social medias, you'll find uh, the link to that. You can just drop a one-time donation through PayPal for us. And, you know, help support us and maybe, you know, help us continue on through the next month to come. And the next year, which is going to be very exciting. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of really cool things in the works. Some local things in Edmonton, actually, that we might be doing. So Edmonton listeners, keep an eye and ear out. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I have both my ears and both my eyes out. Take them off the table, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh, Edmonton listeners, keep an eye out on the Facebook page, because there might be some cool things coming your way. And everyone else who's not Edmontonian or even Canadian, keep an eye out on our social medias just because we have amazing updates. And we also have some really cool things coming for you next month. Just some gentle, no, nothing huge, but just some gentle new things. And also, you should enter our art contest. Our art contest. I had it written down and I forgot about it. It's okay. We have an art contest, guys. Mm-hmm. And it's it's running It's running every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, upload artworks to Tumblr or... I guess any kind of art. So it can be digital art, it can be traditional art, it can be writing, photography, anything. Yeah, you can check through, again, all our social medias. We have it updated. Um, we You can see who won last month, and it was a pretty great work. And we're excited to give award a new person this month. And I think we're probably, the first falls on a Friday, so we might just include that in, to give you guys, like... An extra day, yeah. I feel to like give that you guys makes an sense. extra day. So this Friday might be included in the November yes. package. But yeah, uh, upload uh, your artwork of choice to Tumblr. Uh, mm-hmm. Tag it with Queer Works Fridays and we will share it. You can also do it on Instagram. Oh, sweet. Yes, you can also do it on Instagram. 
tag or and tag it MQH Art Contest, and you're entered in the contest. Exactly. If you don't want to enter the contest, just tag it Queer Works Fridays. We will share your work with all our followers. Exactly. It's all very exciting, and we've seen some really great stuff so far. We have. We actually last time we were joking. And we're like, oh yeah, what if we see a book? And someone put a book in. How great is that? It was not like we didn't get to read a full book, but I got to read a part of a book, the first chapter, and it was really exciting and really cool. And you all should check it out. And you should just check out the tag Queer Works Fridays in general. Just go through it. It's great stuff there. I put up a thing. Oh yeah. We'll put up a thing in Queer Works Friday. And they also entered the art contest. I'm probably not going to win, but you know. Completely isn't a conflict of interest. (laughs) I'm just going to get, like, our editor, our lovely, lovely editor, Dean. I'm going to just be like, hey, Dean, you can't, you have to judge this one. I, I'm not allowed. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Dean for being great. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Dean. Just because Dean, Dean's cool. Yeah, Dean's doing a great job. And you should check out their side, their other project Yeah. Uh, called Queering, Queering Up, Up History. History. I, I remembered it. Mm-hmm. I remember it. It took me a while. And you should become a patron of that project as well, because it's also just a really cool project. It is. They draw portraits of uh, queer people throughout history. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, it's pretty cool. I'm a patron. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. So, you have the Will endorsement. And Will's a patron of some pretty cool things. I am. You're not a patron of our project, though. I am not. That would be handing money to myself. Yeah. Or to you. You're actually handing less money to yourself. Exactly. Because you're losing a bit of money because patron takes a cut. Yeah, so I'm just going to hand you money. Yeah. I'm a patron of a project, but I'm just going to hand them to you. You're just going to give me money. Here you have $100. You can also do that, everyone. You can also just walk up to me on the street and give me money. Don't talk to me otherwise. Just I'd like, be very uncomfortable with that. Hand just, Laura money. Just hand me 20 bucks. It's cool. All right. Everyone do that. Yeah, everyone do that. Even if you're not from Edmonton. Fly <laughs> from whatever country you're from to Edmonton. Hand me a 20 and fly back. There you go. Or just save on flight costs and instead become a patron. Either way. That also works. Both are just as efficient. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but yeah, that's all for our info section, I believe. I think so. Uh, do we have anyone to shout out? Uh, nope. No new t- patrons to shout out. All the ones from last week have been shouted out. But just so everyone knows, if you become a certain level of patron... You get shouted out on the podcast. And we'll yell your name. We will. We'll yell the name out into the night. It's I do. I open the window and I yell your names across the street and into the night. And I think we would get in trouble except for the fact that our neighbors are much louder. Exactly. So it's like, everyone's like, oh, someone's yelling. It's probably the neighbors. But it's not. It's, it's me. It's a cute gay couple. Yes. No one suspected us. I think a new gay couple moved into our apartment. <gasps> or is like moving into our apartment? Because I'm, I walked into the elevator and there were like two guys that were like talking to our landlady. And then she was like, oh yeah, there's a deposit of like, and, and, and they looked gay. And I was like, mm, I, I think you're gay. All right. So we'll have to lock down that friendship real fast. Yes. I'm assuming they live, I'm pretty sure they live above us or will be living above us when they move in. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop oh, yeah. sharing the information of this gay couple. I'm so sorry. Don't even... I have no confirmation of anything. Okay. But... This is unsourced content. Yes. But I believe in them. And I, my gaydar. I don't. You're an unreliable source. And... Bye. <laughs> Let's start actually talking about things now. All right. So today we're talking about Luisa Isabel Alvarez de Toledo. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. I had five years of Spanish. And that's all I got. 
you got to learn how to pronounce the name. Well, I'm not going to even try, and I'm just going to call her Louisa for the rest there of the time. There you go. Um, Louisa came from the largest ducal house in Spain, which is pretty cool. And she was the daughter of, you know, humans who ran the largest ducal house in Spain. And she started out quite rebellious. She did. Uh... And it makes sense because... The article that this podcast is coming, like, is spinning off from is literally called The Rebellious Duchess. It is a great article. You should check it out. Or you can just listen to us talk about her. Because mm-hmm. she was pretty cool. Uh, she was the 21st Duchess of Med- the Medina Sidonia in Spain, which is what the, the Medina Sidonia is what, like, the area is called. I'm not sure what the word is. And she, I believe, when a couple years back, she was, like, this big big thing in media because her the aftermath of her life was pretty intense yes she has a very dramatic life starting out very dramatic even in her debut into the social society of spain spain not france uh (laughs) spain her debut into the social society she was very vocal about who she was and being an atheist which sounds like a small thing, but for Spain it is not, and especially not for people who exist in the monarchy. Exactly, and like, as, an, as such an important person and such high up, it is pretty revolutionary for someone to just like go out and be like, Hey, don't believe in a god, guys. Peace. <laughs> so that's sort of her thing. So she just hit the ground running. And she also, at some point, I'm not sure when in her life, but she joined the Spanish Socialist Party. She did. She was a socialist, which made her very angry because her nickname was the Red Duchess. People just Because kept... they called her Red Duchess because they were like, oh yeah, the Communist Duchess because she was very rebellious. And she was, she did not like that. She was not a fan. Because communism, not the best. Nope. I'm not sure if this is shocking to anyone, but, uh, woof. I also want to note that at the time when she joined the Socialist Party, the the Socialist Party was uh, outlawed. Mm -hmm. So she was doing some illegal stuff there, but she kept doing it. Well, see, that was sort of her thing, though. She got off, well, she got off for about 15 seconds because they're like, oh, you're, you're a Duchess, okay, and she'd be at protests, and people remembered specifically that police would see her and be like, "Oh, you're a Duchess. Oh, why? What are you doing here?" And she'd be like, "I'm protesting with these people," and the police would be like, "All right, let's throw you in jail then." I love her. She was very balanced, and she had a lot of scrapes with the law. I believe she was. She was in prison for three years. For three years, yeah, and at least once was what I was going to say. Yeah, she was imprisoned once for three years, and it didn't really stop her activism at all, because as soon as she got out of prison, she was like, hey, guess what? Prison sucks, guys. Let's talk about police brutality. Didn't she even write it in jail? Yeah, she wrote it in jail. She wrote a book about police brutality in jail. They like they throw her in jail, and she's like, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a book about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to publish it, and y'all suck. And she was just really vocal about the politics that she, or about her politics and the politics of Spain. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see someone who used, who used her privilege as uh, an aristocrat to do good things and to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy seeing that. It makes me happy. Yes. She's a very cool person who got in a lot of trouble with the law, but as we all all queers know, the law does not equal morality. Exactly. 
uh, one of the big pro- things that she protested was America dropping, a th- well, accidentally, literally accidentally dropping a thermonuclear bomb on a town that destroyed everyone's crops. It didn't kill anyone, but it destroyed a whole bunch of people's crops. And she's like, hey, these people should get compensation. And she found out that this had happened. And she brought it to, like, national attention. And she got in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah. She just went to the sp- she went to the city because, like, she knew or the city, the town where it had mm-hmm. happened. I'm not, I don't remember its name at the moment, mm-hmm. but she went there and no one was allowed to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. But using her privilege as a duchess, she got into into town and she found out what had happened. And then she was, "What the fuck, guys? Let's talk about this." I'm sorry, I'm not. I know I shouldn't swear at this. I love you though. I love you too. Yes, Will continues the tradition of being the only one to swear on the podcast and i'm gonna keep doing it but yeah so louisa just goes to the city and talks and learns what's going on and then she talks about something that no one else is allowed to talk about and then she gets thrown in jail for it i believe yeah so her privilege only really took her so far yeah but i think it's her privilege allowed her to be heard at least exactly because i feel like if anyone else had been heard and then thrown in jail, no one would really know, and no one really listened to what happened. Exactly. And she got to make a big difference, and she became a symbol of political reform in Spain. She uh, was hardcore protesting anything that she could, I feel like. Well, not anything that she could, but anything that fit her belief. She was at the front line. She was very vocal. She was also a really amazing researcher. Beyond just being working in draft action, she also worked behind the books in research. One of the things that she actually um, more or less discovered, sort of just brought to light, I think is a better way of saying it, is the fact that Christopher Columbus was the first person to get to America from Europe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, because like, yeah, no, continue. Yeah. Um, And she wrote about it in a book called It Wasn't Us, which I think is pretty cool. It is. And she just dragged Christopher Columbus for a little time. And she Good. dragged a lot of... Beyond just being like, hey, this guy sucks. And he wasn't even the first one there. And he wasn't even the first one to, like, not discover North America. But, you know, to come from Europe to North America and be like, hey, this is a continent that yeah. we didn't know existed before. He wasn't the first to do that. But she also brought to light a lot of the atrocities that he committed while he was there. And was like, hey... Let's not glorify this guy. Yeah. I believe her book was specifically, she found some old uh, documents in her estate's library. Mm -hmm. A library that sounds really cool and I'm really excited about it in my little librarian heart. Uh, But she found some documents that proved that there had been trade or ships sent from Portugal and Spain. And that had gone to the Americas and exchanged, I'm not sure if it was goods or news, but like had an interaction with... The First Nations. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we get to that, we get to her research, which, you know, we're talking about her library now, which brings us to her personal life, which was just as dramatic as her political life. Definitely was. She got married to this guy. Had a couple kids, later divorced this guy, and started a relationship with a woman, and, you know, went in lesbian circles for a very long time, and stayed with her research partner and just life partner for the rest of her life. And also her kids were the worst. The worst. So, okay. So Louisa was like, at some point, I do not remember when, 
because I don't have any. I can never remember um, dates. Years. Dates. There we go. Can never Come remember dates. Come to the podcast for lovely commentary. Go to the article for the actual dates. Yeah. So Louisa had all of these estates all across Spain that she she just had because she was a duchess and this was the and her ancestry her like family is like the 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 one family in the aristocracy in Spain that goes like the furthest back. Yeah. So she has all these estates and she's like really rich. And so at some point she's like, I don't really need all of these houses. Like I'm cool without them. So she starts selling them off to uh create money that she can use to give to charities give to charities there we go mm-hmm. and, and uh fund her research and a couple other things like that so just like sell things she doesn't need to do good right mm-hmm. and her kids are like really angry about this they were really angry because they knew it made their um inheritance a bit a lot smaller even though they were doing fine by the way financially they fine. yeah no problems in they had a lot of money too, and they had already like accumulated a lot of wealth yeah. through their family, and they were doing well. It wasn't like, like they were at the poorhouse. Nope. And so once Louisa starts selling these, her kids literally sue her and force her to stop selling them, and they won. <sighs> so she was no longer able to sell her own property because her kids were sort of the worst. Exactly. So it, yeah, no, I do not like her kids at all, and. That continued for a very long time. There was a lot of, uh, there was a huge rift between them. Her kids did claim that she was very neglectful. She was much more focused on her political causes than she was ever focused on taking care of them, which is very possible. And it's very possible she was a bad parent, but I'm not sure that entirely excuses the behavior of them. Exactly. And I found this quote from her son Mm -hmm. at some point. I'm going to see if I can find it. You can continue talking if you want to. Okay. Um, There's also, as we said, she later found a research assistant who ended up being her partner, and they stayed together for 30 years and were just in a relationship until Louisa was on her deathbed, and that was when she married her. And this was a very dramatic incident in Spain, because this was a lesbian marriage, and this was openly lesbian, and it was on her deathbed. It was like five minutes before she died. Go ahead. I think it was like a couple of hours, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Like she was, she was dying, and she was like, "Hey, you want to marry me?" I think it's really, I think it's really sweet. It's very sweet, very romantic, and beyond that, it's very practical because she knew the minute her children got her their inheritance, they'd sell it all off, including selling off all of her research, which all was her, incredible, the, and the entire library, and the entire library, which she loved and dedicated the second half of her life to, and. So she wrote her children out of her will and instead gave everything to her wife. I would give everything I have to my wife, too. That's very sweet. You better give stuff to our children, too. I'm gonna give. If we eventually have some. There we go. But uh, here's the quote from the son. Uh, yeah, just like I have this interview with, with him. And I'm just gonna like read a couple of them because I'm so angry. Mm-hmm. So Don Gabriel, which is his name, says we wanted to stop her giving away plots of land from the palace of Medina Sidonia to poor people in the area, and we won in the end. My mother never never forgave us for winning legal action to stop her giving away the estate. And I'm just like, why? Why would she forgive you? <laughs> exactly, and like, why would you? Like, even beside the fact that 
it's really shitty and they're like they're all really really wealthy mm-hmm. and I'm sorry I forget that shit swears causes a swear <laughs> continue um but like besides the fact that they're already really wealthy and don't really need that money and beside the fact that they're already like terrible people for not wanting to give things to the poor it's also just like bad publicity yeah, I don't get how they thought they said those things and thought that they came out as the good people. Exactly. Like, I don't... They could have at least lied and been like, oh yeah, but really we just needed that money so much. But no, they were blatantly like, oh yeah, we're the right people because she was giving our stuff away to poor people. Exactly. What a terrible thing for her to do. And it's just like, oh wow, okay, so you're blatantly bad people. You're just like train of the worst. And continuing on their train of the worst. So she left everything to her uh, wife and her children were not happy. They were them. not. So so they did what they were best at and they sued. sued. They, they sued their newly dead mother's wife. Yes, they sued the widow of their mother because they were such lovely people. And they were like, hey, we deserved all this money and you get nothing, which is, like, a lot to take in. Yeah. And beyond that, there's a quote right here, yeah. actually. They a- accused her of marrying the woman for attention, for one. And also, they said this. Go ahead, Will. Uh, what happened was, at the funeral, mm-hmm. uh, the wife tried to say last goodbye to the coffin of Louisa. And and this uh, Don, Don Gabriel... Uh, was trying to take a last, like, a final picture. And I'm going to just quote, this is not a quote from him, but from an article. And he accused the wife of trying to prevent him taking a final photograph of his mother in her coffin during her funeral when when she was trying to say goodbye. Yeah. And I was... So her wife was trying, literally just placing her hand on the coffin. You see the picture. She was literally just placing her hand on the coffin. It's very clear she's... I, it doesn't look like she's trying to block the shot. She's just like, really... She looks really sad and like she misses her wife. And she looks like she's saying goodbye. And she looks like she just wants to touch it one last time. And her son's just... For some reason, I don't even know why you take a picture in that situation. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's mad at her for trying to say goodbye to her wife. And I feel like he had other opportunities to take a photo. Yeah. And I'm not sure why... Maybe that was just what he needed. Because grieving people need different things. And that's completely legitimate. But, I don't know, just attacking a grieving widow over trying to say goodbye to her wife leaves me with a definitely not good feeling. Dislike. Strong dislike. Strong dislike. But yeah, so that's what happened after after Louise's death. Mm-hmm. Um, her wife now lives in one of the estates and like has the library because the kids couldn't sell it. Yeah, it turned out that they the library was deemed priceless and of much too historical value for them to sell it. So they tried, they failed. Thank gosh, I like to think that that was Louisa from whatever afterlife exists being like, haha, no. Exactly. And yeah, the wife got to keep one of the estates. Mm-hmm. Got to keep one of the estates and a small title. Mm-hmm. Um, a title that we will not be sharing with you as the wife was very clear that she didn't want to be publicized. So we'll respect that privacy. Yes. The, the name will not be mentioned either in our article or here. If you really need to find it for some reason, just Google it. You'll be fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, another quote from the sun. Um, you can cut this out if you want to. But another quote from the sun. My mother was a nightmare. She tried to deprive her three children of their inheritance. 
<sighs> yeah. So those are the lovable, charming monarchs that, yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't even know how to deal with that. So basically, the monarchy in its base is evil. Um, no one deserves to be born with that much wealth. Louisa tried to do her best. Even mm-hmm. a good person, when you're stuck in a bad system, there's little you can do. Exactly. When and you're... Like, sorry, go ahead. And like when she was legally denied to sell her estate, there's like, what can you do about it? Yeah, exactly. It's the problem with when people say, well, I'm going to try to change it from the inside, or this person's trying to change it on the, from the inside, is that there's only so much you can do. You can't change certain policies throughout a lot of time, but if you exist in the system and you're just a good person, there's only so much you can do. And that Louise is a great example of that because I think she tried her very best to donate, to support people, um, to bring causes to light, to research, and to just be a pretty cool person. Yeah. But because she was in the frameworks of a monarchy, she was unable to reach her full potential of being an amazing philanthropist and activist. And... It just shows you how the monarchy and systems like that can never be good because they always have that framework and they will always have that thing inhibiting anyone who's in the monarchy from reaching their full potential of good. Yeah. And, and also those kids suck. They do. They're the worst. They're they're definitely on my list of least favorite people I've learned about. Or the other ones. I can't. Like, fair I've enough. read about some awful people. That's fair. But they're on the top 20 list. And yeah, I just, if I were to tell Louisa something, it would be like, I'm proud of what she's done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Louisa is just a really cool person from history that is really, it's more from modern history. Like it's much more contemporary than the other people we look at. Uh, She didn't die like that long ago, but. 2008. Yeah, 2008. She died in 2008. So not very long ago at all. But she's a really incredible person, and it's definitely a part of history that a lot of people should look at because, you know, there's a lot to learn from her, especially in her fervor and in her passion for pursuing what she believed was right. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. So, that is... Luisa Isabella Vargas de Toledo. Let me know if I said that wrong. I probably did. And if we said anything wrong, definitely email us at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com I don't get how you can say it that fast. Because words. That's fair. Yeah. So email us at queerhistorypatreon at gmail.com Check us out at www.makingqueerhistory.com You can also find links there to all our other social media including our email address so that's like the that's the hub. That's yeah. where you want to go if there's anything you need. Exactly. And you can also check out pretty cool things. The holidays are coming up, though not everyone celebrates the holidays that we celebrate. Um, there are some definitely cool things. So anyone who needs to buy gifts these holidays, check out our website because you can find the link to our Redbubble. Oh, which yeah. has a lot of really cool things that you can buy for anyone. Like friends, relatives, whoever's queer in your life. Yes. Or whoever's not queer, I don't know. Or... You can, if you're not buying gifts for the the coming season, if you're not buying gifts for the coming season, you can buy yourself some queer merch to wear to family events and make everyone else uncomfortable. That's what what we're here for. Yeah, that's my goal. Yeah. You're coming to my family event, so good. Yeah. We're both just going to wear queer things and make people uncomfortable. That's pretty much what I do 
most places. I love it. All right. So check out our Redbubble. Um, definitely, please, please become a patron. We really need these, especially around the holidays. Um, Things are stressful enough as they are. We And we have a couple people always leave around the holidays, which is completely fine. We understand things get tighter, but we'd also love it if some people stepped up. Mm-hmm. And just a thank you to all our patrons out there. Yes. We really appreciate you and your support. And thank you so much from the bottom of our heart. Exactly. And I feel like we're probably going to do a really cool episode next month because it will be the holiday. So it will be around the end of the year for us, mm-hmm. which means we'll might be doing a roundup or something cool. I'm guessing we, there's going to be something special. There probably, possibly. Yes. I'm excited. So you should keep an eye out on all the places that you get your podcasts for our next episode. Yeah. Also, check us out on Instagram, which has been super active lately. So, again, really cool stuff. Keep an eye out. Um, Tumblr, Facebook, and, yeah, the website and Patreon. And please give a one-time donation if you have the money, which we'd really appreciate. Thank you all for tuning in. Yes, thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We hope you, pre- we hope you appreciate our voices in your life. All right. Bye. And remember, history is queer than you think. We have always existed, and we are still here. Telling the stories of those long dead, we won't disappear. We're taking the pen back into our own hands. We live and we breathe and we keep creating, taking a stand. History is queerer than you think. Thank you.